Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 12th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm doing wonderful. What a uh, what a win! What a win for Japan. Hideki Matsuyama. That that Since, was great. Great Masters. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic Masters all around. I think Sunday was sort of uh, stalled in moments. Never felt boring to me. I was always engaged. I just you know, in the relative universe of Masters, Sunday was a little slow, but I think it was made by the weekend. I, I you know, we don't need to like kind of always, the, the major extrapolation of a major doesn't need to be the last hour and a half, right? For me, like I will never forget Hideki from basically the rain delay resumption that shot out of 11 uh, through the end. Like that was, that was as good of golf as you're going to see at Augusta National. I think what he joined famous 30s on the back nines, like Jack, obviously 86, Tiger. Uh, I think Tiger, when he went out in 40, came home in 30, if that's, is it, was it 40? Something like that. Mm-hmm. His first uh, Masters round as a pro. Uh, like, I will always remember that. And that's part of this entire, like, experience to me. And he held on. I mean, you know, with when Spieth won in 15, uh, so I made, I made a shitty joke today about, like five shots, uh, five shots clear with nine to play. It, it wasn't like I was hoping Hideki was going to repeat that at all. I was just saying, you know, it's not over. Yeah. But this was actually kind of close to 2015 when Speed did so much of his work prior to Sunday. It got a little nip and tuck at times, like it did today with Rose. And, but he remember he had that chip shot on 18 on Saturday night, uh, Speed when it was like he was short sided on the right. Uh, had to, I think he was just over the bunker. And got up and down for a miraculous save. And Hideki had that kind of similar thing Saturday night. And so much of the work was done before Sunday. And, of course, he held on and steered it in with the 73. So, fantastic weekend. Yeah, I I, I mean, I liken it to a great, great golf courses or great songs. Like, there are different moments that really hit home at golf courses. There are great golf courses where the best stretch of holes are you know, four through eight, there are great songs where the best part of the song is two minutes before the end of the song. Not every, you know, every great event ends right at the end. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama in, in total, that that back nine on Saturday, I mean, it happened on a weekend, was absolutely exemplary. And then today, the way he navigated the golf course, I thought, especially the meat of the golf course, where the problems could come, four through really four through up till 15 he played pretty much flawless golf in terms of the way he positioned his golf ball and you know it started obviously obviously five he made a great par save there but um you know starting at six he got that iron shot up to the top shelf seventh he hit it right in the perfect spot right into that bowl pin Eight, you know, he's right in the back spot, easy up and down. Nine, the spin control on the approach shot on nine was just 
fantastic. That shot was so good, and it did not get near. Like, you know, you look at that shot. That shot was a 10 out of 10. You know, 10, keeping that ball below the flag there, like where he has an easy two-putt on 10. You see so many guys getting the wrong spot on 10, and you three-putt, easy way to three-putt is get above the hole. He kept it below the hole. 11, he missed it outright. 12, he hit a, a good safe shot there where there's, you know, impending disaster. 13, he got, you know, a good break out of the trees, but then he had that shot where you could make a six easily like he did on 15, but you know what? He had the safe shot, and then he had a great, beautiful little pitch there. And then 14, perfect iron shot. I mean, and that's at that point, the tournament's iced, and he could allowed himself the ability to stumble home a little bit. So... It got, did you ever feel like it wasn't his? It got to one on the first hole, second hole when he was in the middle of the fair, somewhere like in the first 20 minutes he was on the course, I think it shrunk to one, it got as high as six. Mm-hmm. And then it was down to two, obviously going to uh, 16, 16 T before Xander threw his in the water there. But was there ever a moment where he felt like it, it wasn't really his or wasn't, he was going to give it away? I, I mean, I thought the tournament was imbalanced when Zalatoris like was really. I mean, until his putter kind of let him down. Yeah, that tournament was right, right for anybody, for him, or you know, it was really a two horse race for most of it. But then now you look back and you look at Shoffley, what he did. He finished three shots back and he had a triple and a double. And and they yeah. in the final round, it's crazy. But you know, like Hideki did. You know, we talked about this last night on the podcast. Hideki put himself in a position where if he shot even par or around even par, it was going to be really hard to beat. And you know, not a lot of guys went out and shot sixty-seven today. You know, right. so right. I mean, it. I think where was that it, coming from? There was some sort of notion that somebody was going to sh- somebody in the top ten was going to shoot sixty-five. And Hideki needed to shoot like a 60, 68 to win or something like that. It was, I, I didn't understand that at all. Like he did his work with that just tour de force explosion on Saturday evening. Like that's when this got done. I, I didn't understand the whole the whole notion that he was going to get chased down and had to go had to shoot like three four under par to kind of hold on to the jacket. I didn't understand that at all. It, but there was this sort of undercurrent of that. Maybe what he needed like, what he needed to do he did which was get off to like a solid start and obviously the bogey at 1 but then backed it up right away with the birdie at 2 and and then the way he played I mean playing 4 through 6, six even par that's like playing 2 under I mean everybody was bogeying 5 Zalatoris yeah. and and Hideki played 4 through 6 even and both of them had some good looks for birdie in there like they both had good uh I guess Zalatoris had a decent look for birdie on uh, on the on five, which was crazy, and then uh, and then Hideki had a great look at birdie on six. You know, what does it say about the PGA Tour or the Masters that a guy who can't even cut it can't even keep his card on the PGA Tour? Is, it shows keep up his at the card. Masters, and, <laughs> or you get his card. Guy's not even guy's not even good enough for the PGA Tour. And he's, you know, chasing the green jacket, putting his scared. Does that say more about the Masters being sort of a minor league event or, or the PGA Tour being minor? I'm just, I'll I'm tell just you, I, we'll get into I was so time. irritated this morning. It inspired me to write about it. I was just so frustrated. Which means was, you must have been super pissed. You know? Yeah, I haven't, written in, I haven't written in like six, six to eight weeks. I was just, <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, when we zoom out a little bit, I don't yeah. think I, I think I tweeted this, but I, as an American, I, I don't really 
grasp, I don't think, how big this win is for in terms of the world of golf. And I thought Adam Shupak got a great quote from uh, Adam Scott. I don't know if you saw this. Um, no, Adam Scott's on, on Hideki's popularity. He said he's a bit like a Tiger, a Tiger Woods to the rest of the world. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, that, I, I, I can't speak to that. I will take Adam Scott's word for it. I, I, you heard that all day about the weight on his shoulders. He has an entire country on his shoulders. I think even Faldo or one of those guys was saying the Masters might be the easiest one for him to win because there's no media inside the ropes, like all the mm-hmm. you know the throngs of Japanese media that follow him at so many events. Um, which I don't know if I buy that. Like that makes it easier, I, but it, it's certainly something that maybe clears the clears the mind a little bit. Um, but it 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 was a really cool finish. I loved seeing him get emotional. Like we know Hideki. I was curious about that. Like the weight that we we're just talking about. Like being relieved in a way or validated in a way um seeing him sort of they had that like crystal clear camera that i started you know they yeah started using i love NFL that this year and um you know for the tunnel walk to the 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 clubhouse and yeah just watching him sort of the the moment hit him when he hugged his translator bob and also like kind of his his confidant who um you know uh sean martin's written about and i can't wait to read sean tonight tomorrow whenever he he writes he, that he'll be you know one of the must read uh in the english language world in the english publication world but uh just seeing him sort of tear up after he hugged his caddy was uh like kind of a moment i'll never forget and probably one that we can't fully grasp the importance of uh we can kind of just sort of take it in appreciate it soak it uh, you know and, and admire it but like we probably can't grasp it in a way the mean the full scope and meaning of it 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 reminds me a little bit of I, and I've told this story before, but you know I interviewed Mike Wan and he talked about the you know impact the Olympics had on the on the women's game and and specifically when MB Park won the gold medal um, and ratings in South Korea they rated out for that coverage uh, for the Olympic women's golf coverage at a twenty four rating which in comparison to golf, I think when Tiger won the Masters was an eight in America. Yeah. So the the size of this win um, abroad, specifically in Japan, which is a absolutely golf-crazed country, country. It's small. Even Darren Ravel was getting in on it. I saw he tweeted oh, something. <laughs> he tweeted something. It was a good tweet. It's it was about... a little social impression, <laughs> yeah. social lift off of that. It was a rare good tweet. It was about the size of America, the population, and the number of golf courses and in both of them i i I, i'll pull it up but um you know if the amount of golf courses in japan given the size of the country is just insane um here we go golf courses u.s 16,800 japan 3,170 u.s 3,500,000 square miles japan 146,000 square miles (laughs) that's unbelievable so it's a it's a crazy golf country, and uh, yeah. you know every everybody's pulled from there. And obviously Hideki has had great history with being a low am at at the Masters um, and now winning it. But then he's also had some really tough things happen to him in um, math in, in major championships, most notably Muirfield twenty thirteen 
when he was, you know, a 20, 20 year old kid, 21 year old kid. He's making a run on Saturday and he gets popped with a slow play penalty, which sent J- Johnson Wagner, his playing partner, usually very reserved guy, into like a, a rage where he was undressing the uh, the rules official that assessed the penalty and essentially derailed Hideki uh, down the stretch of that Saturday round and it could have changed history of golf there because the whole pairings would have been different and everything. Uh, obviously, that one that Phil won. Didn't they allege that had something? You're trying to get take a major away from Phil. I see you're working. Trying to stay <laughs> out. No, but didn't they allege like kind of the they wouldn't have done that to an English speaking player? I think that was a yeah. part of that story. Like. Hideki not being able necessarily or, or not willing to fight it and, and speaking the same language as the rules official, they thought maybe that made that easier for them to assess it. It made it less contentious or confrontational. There there was an allegation with that. Um, and, and also, I, think, I mean, go ahead. I, I think one of the other things, in, in terms of Hideki, I can't think of any time uh, on the profet- on the PGA Tour, he seems like an extraordinarily courteous you know, kind guy that, that like, you know, he's very, very much polite and there's no, you know, we we'll get into Billy Horschel later, but there's no Billy side of uh, Hideki. Like, you know, I, and I think that's something that, you know, he's a gracious winner and somebody that's uh-huh. obviously put in the time. Yeah. And, and also speaking of major heartbreak, we're talking about 2017 too. We should talk about that. Quill Hollow, yeah. Sean Martin, who's plugged into the whole Hideki camp and circle has said like that took him like years to get over that close call, you know, uh, coming, it, it took him a long time to get over that. Of, of course, his last win on tour wasn't the, uh, wasn't, was the WGC FedEx St. Jude invitational at Firestone South. Now, no, now, uh, <laughs> You know, so it's been a long time. That has an entire new name. Uh, so yeah, how about that? I saw the, what is the Spieth uh, winless streak started? They're very it was similar. Like I, I mean, think it was like ten days or something. Yeah, yeah, very. I mean, because one had to be late July and Firestone's two weeks after that. So um, yeah, it's, it's very similar. Um, speaking of courteous and all that, incredible moment. Garrett picked up on it. Everybody else picked up on it. Was the caddy, the looper, bowing to the course, bowing down the 18th? That like gave me chills, man. Oh, like, that amazing! Just, I wish our culture had that. You know, you probably had like, I don't know, it just Kessler Corain starts shotgunning beers or something, like just something different. Like, like it was just a very, very cool moment for me. Cer- certainly, someone who, you know, and I, and that will hit all the, you know, the guys, the masters people who really think that's, you know who eat up all the treacle of that, right? The the saccharine moments and love the tradition unlike any other. And, and people who, who've come to revere this course, this architectural brilliance and what everything that's happened there, that, that should mean something to them too, I think. It's pretty cool. Awesome moment. I it was I, I couldn't believe, like he captured the, the whole, Garrett captured the yeah. moment so perfectly. He puts the flag back in, bows, like just so cool. Um, I think this is a huge win for the Masters, too, obviously. I mean, they have put made such an emphasis on making this invitational tournament more of a global event. They've made put such a, uh, an investment into golf in, in other countries outside of America between the Latin American AM and the Asian Pacific AM. Um, it, this is, you know, this is a big time win for them in terms of, I think part of their, you know, 
goals over the next 20 years of continuing to make it more of a global game. Like we've talked about this before on the pod, but where the gro- uh, growth for golf really is, is in other countries, you know? Uh, yep. And the women's game, which they've done certainly too with the women's amateur. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, How about I, the Anwa being a, a harpinger of, of I know. who's going to be the winner? Subasa Kachitani. It's been like quite a week for Japanese golf at the uh, Augusta National. Like, look, I don't, I think that's a part of this story is the low AM, the Asia Pacific amateur. Like I didn't, I thought that was, I can't believe that's more than 10 years old already. You know, the 10 year old championship. It feels like, you know, eight, seven years old. Um, but that's a, now, now Hideki might have done this regardless of whether that was created. But it might not have. Like, he's an insanely talented golfer. But I think it's a fabulous, kind of fascinating part of his story. It was low amateur here. Maybe he got. Maybe the Masters means more to him. Maybe Augusta National means more to him because he got there. Like, he, he played it three times, right? He had opportunities. He certainly had the talent to turn pro or play the Japan Tour for money a little bit more. But he played that uh, Asia-Pacific amateur three times. It's a part of his story for sure. I think, uh, yeah, and Augusta... It's not altruistic, purely altruistic, making those championships. They, of course, see markets with lots of viewers and, and uh, patrons or customers in, in, in some of those amateur championship. Uh, but it, it, this is absolutely that whole effort kind of coming to fruition for them. Now, Hideki might not have needed that to win a Masters because he's so talented, but it is absolutely a, a part of his story that I thought was incredibly cool, like kind of a 10-year sort of timeline. Yeah. I mean, so this ends Hideki's uh, streak. Obviously, he goes into majors with of not winning, you know. Okay, okay, gotcha. And just winless, his winless streak. So um, now he goes into majors not, you know, with that burden. He's up to 14th in the world. You know, do you see more wins, more major wins in the future for Hideki, or is do you think this is kind of a one-time thing? I don't know. That's hard to answer because, like, we—he's so talented, obviously. But like, he did kind of catch like the right putting week. No, I mean, where he was, yeah. it, it was enough. It wasn't, yeah. It, like, it took a while when we felt like he would have had one or two by now, anyways. It's just like it's hard to tell with the deck. Like, he might go into hibernation for another year because he can't find his putting stroke. So. It, it's it's but you could also win two or three purely on, on ball striking alone. Uh, I think uh, Masters will continue to set up for him best, right? As we come to know the stats, the modern st- statistics that are available to us have borne out that approach play is sort of the differenti- differentiator here. He certainly has a distance. He's not short. His chipping and his chipping around the green was uh, exemplary all week. So like, I think the masters will continue to set up for him. Would you agree with that the best or no? Um, it depends on venues on some of the other championships. I think, I think he can win the thing about him. I think the thing that I think about with Hideki, his comps, you know, if you look just like one generation ahead, I'd say he's kind of this era's Sergio Adam Scott. You know, where you're going to see him relevant in tons of majors. He can, he can play any type of golf course because he hits That's... it so good. And so I think he's going to be relevant. But just like those guys, when you got a bulky putter, it's hard to win a lot of these. You know, like there's not, there's, I don't know of any guys 
that have a bulky putter that have won a lot of majors, you know? Yeah. As I was talking about Augusta setup, well, I was like, well, yeah, but also like some super soft PGA setup is perfect for him too because he just throws darts into all the flags. That's long Mm -hmm. and soft. Like that, they at all, like his game travels. It's just the putter is the difference between a T3 and a a bunch of T3s and and winning is incredibly hard. Um, I think that. I think we we talked about this right off the top, but like what uh-huh. stands out to me about this event was it, it was out there for anybody, and it seemed like you mean after at the start the, or Sunday or when Saturday in general okay Saturday. today right. I mean like yep. Saturday not as much today but Saturday it was really anybody's mm-hmm. tournament there was something like twenty guys within four shots right. Um, and Hideki and that rain delay, it was still really bunched up. And really, you look at like the today, if Hideki's not in it, it's super bunched up. But coming out of that rain delay, one guy went out and took it. And he played ultra aggressive. Like, I, and I don't think those were misses. <laughs> yeah. What, he which went out. Talking about I'm, specifically on you know, that back nine. I mean, the shot into nine. The shot into nine, which you've already referenced. That's but like yesterday, a, sixteen. Oh, okay. Uh, 17. fifteen. Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Like those were. That was a guy that went out, knew he was feeling it, and went and just put the pedal to the metal, and nobody else did it. You know, and that, and I think that's a, like we saw Xander do it for a four-hole run today, but it, you know, maybe a little bit more than four-hole run. But like, we didn't see anybody else go out and just take it, or even really try and take it. Um, a lot of people would say his chip back down on thirteen was his shot of the day. I don't know. Like some people seem to be, ex- you know extracting that one i think i think that one is always a reductive exercise doing this but because that's the birdies on eight the birdies on eight and nine slam the door so you could easily say that that was a beautiful little pitch he hit on eight there people have this like short memory but like that shot he hit on nine was nails and you go into that back nine. i mean that what do you go into the back nine? he turned five up six up yep five up five up i mean and, and then it was just you know, you turn five up and it's avoid doubles and he avoided yeah. doubles. I mean, he didn't have to do anything really special except avoid a dis- utter disaster on the back nine. It allows you to throw one in the back bunker on 12 and mm-hmm. like, you know, just kind of flub it out of there and two putt for your bogey, you know, yeah. just, just as opposed to. It allows you to, to hit the, the shot he hit on lane. 13 too. The, the right. sh- like right. he just threw it over. Like he it allows him. I mean. I think playing a ultra conservative got him in a little trouble on fifteen, where he, you know that that back pond. Ultra aggressive or conservative? I think that was conservative. It was because it was, he was don't hit it in the water. Yeah, yeah don't. And he short. hit it in the other water. Yeah, he got a big kick, but if only not- Westy was there to put the tee in the ground. So I had I had a contention. Yeah, I had a contention that like that is just an announcer talking point. They love to throw it out like. Well, you gotta watch out for sixteen pond. All the t- like, I, I, like, do we see that that often? And of course, we saw it last we last uh, year with Westy putting the tee in the ground as a true sportsman. Uh, and then, of course, you know the the most high profile moment. Maybe a lot of balls go in there. I just think 
but I love to talk about it a lot more than it actually is a threat. Because I, I, a lot of times the ball just the, the ball hangs up and settles back there behind the green. But hey, you want you. You ready for the break you need to win a major? And we texted about it on early Thursday morning. What's that? What? I was, I, I, t- I remember Hideki on 13 had a ball that stayed up. He hit it into the creek, but it stayed on the bank on Thursday oh. morning, early oh. Thursday morning. Ball, like, hit it short right. It stayed on the bank somehow. I've never seen a ball stay where it stayed. It was like in this weird little spot, and uh, and you know, instead, it's like there's there's the tournament right there. That's the break Pat Reed got coming down uh, Sunday. He That's his true. Break, I don't know if it was soft. It kind of it almost damn near looked like it embedded uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> Ironically, I don't know if it was that far right. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was kind of what got Patrick Reed his green jacket. Um, anything else we literally texted about it on, on Thursday morning because I was going serious? through. Are you yeah, sure that was with me. I don't even. I remember was. This. I, I was going through uh, the Long every shot on because th- I was just like going through. Oh, Hideki's at three under. You know yep. how did he get there? And I was just going through all of him, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe that stayed up." Um, yep. Yep. But uh, uh, but yeah, they, these are the crazy little things that make uh, that win major championships. What do you got going uh, on out there? Uh, I think. Big lightning, big thunder and lightning. My internet's going to get even worse here in a second. That was that was loud. Um, uh, all right, let's. Uh, do you have anything else on Hideki? We can wrap it up. I, but I do want to make a larger point. You have anything else? No, I, I, no. Day, his play. You know, I think, I think we've I, talked. Can I read enough that about. email we got yeah, sure. this morning? It's pretty cool. We got an email. We talked about just our enthusiasm last night, a Saturday night show after watching that. Lightning struck within zero miles of your current location. So just just pray for me here. We're we're, we're actually doing the video the one time you know the lightning's coming down. All Look right. at this. Look at this. You know you're you're playing under intense situation there. You know you you probably gripping your the edge of your seat. Struck within zero miles. That came out of nowhere. Okay, so we we were talking about the enthusiasm of Saturday night and how electric that was, and I think that will be my lasting memory of of this entire championship. How exciting that was. And we had an emailer. This morning, talk about the, the what the meaning of, of seeing Hideki win would mean would be, uh, and I'll let him or her remain anonymous. It says, as an Asian American who has witnessed and experienced a lot of casual racism on golf courses over the years, and in light of the recent events in Atlanta and elsewhere in the U.S., two Asian faces winning at Augusta in the last two weeks would mean something. It's not Jackie Robinson or Lucas Beauregard. You know he's a listener <laughs> with that reference. But it meant something seeing Subasa's tears just off 18th green. And it would mean something seeing Hideki put on a green jacket. Morikawa winning the PGA was great in its own way, but there's an otherness to Hideki because he was born in Japan and doesn't speak fluent English. An otherness that a lot of Asians have experienced on golf courses in America. Golf has been a source of so much joy for me, but sadly is also where I've had the most stark reminders of how other I am for many simply by existing as an Asian on the course. Hideki sitting in Butler cabin with his translator wouldn't change the world overnight, but at the very least it would show that golf should be for everyone of all faces and languages. Maybe we don't know Hideki's language, but the language of hitting a pure flush iron that is universal. So this means a lot to a lot of people, uh, Americans, Asians, Asian Americans all around the world. Like uh, just these images certainly of Subasa Kajitani uh, now more than a week ago and Hideki winning kind of in, what is it? The most famous scene in golf, that Butler cabin, the, the green jacket ceremony mm-hmm. that, that travels. Um, 
I, I think the Euro press is going to get worked up about Clara Jogger. I hate rating, but more famous, more prestigious. I hate doing that, but that, that has a very global reach. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic from a deck. You want to do an ad read before we get going into some of the others? You yeah. Short. All right. We're going to do an ad read for Golf Blueprint. Come in to sponsor us. Friends of the program. Uh, the founders, Kevin Moore, Nico Daris. Daris, I know I always mix that up. Kevin Moore's a PhD. He's a professor at UGA. Um, I had someone get at me today that demanded an apology that I, I was... I wasn't even mad that they always have to talk about how a player went to UGA. Like, it's like no other college. Every time. It's like the, the Brian Harmon, the Bulldog out of UGA. Or, like, it's just... I wasn't mad. I'm just, it was just an observation. I'm not critiquing UGA. I don't dislike UGA, but we're on the subject of Kevin Sounds Moore. like you hate, that up. you just hate Georgia and South Carolina. And the USC, <laughs> the fake USC. <laughs> Anyways, Kevin Moore is a PhD there. They've created Golf Blueprint, which is, it's golfblueprint.com. Just, By the way, just a bulldog doing great things in golf. <laughs> He's a lot smarter than us. He's also a former Division One golfer. Uh, Nico's a, a professional golfer. Um, so they've created like st- structured practice routines for you, right? And they also have a community where you have games against each other. My biggest complaint as somebody who's a dad of four and just working, there's not a lot of time, is like mostly when I get to hit golf balls, it's rarely playing golf. A lot of times it's at the range and I will go to the range and just kind of like I'm running around with my like a chicken with the head cut off, right? I'm just like, oh. I'll hit some wedges. I'll hit like a few seven irons. Well, why don't I mess around with the driver? And then I go home and it's like, what did I just do? I don't know. This is structured. It gives you hit this kind of shot. Try this like to get most efficient time, most efficient uh, practice out of your 60 minutes. They have 30 minutes, 60 minute plans, indoor, outdoor. I think we're all into outdoor season by now, hopefully. Um, but it's it's just a way. I don't think to, it, I don't think you could say that about the upper part Alaska. of the country. The, yeah, you know, people that deal with real winter aren't necessarily out of the woods yet. I suppose. I suppose. Again, so I, you know, just acting like you can relate to the rest of the country. I would analogize it to a lot of these these like fitness apps on your phone where you can get like all right, don't just sit around like an idiot doing push-ups for 20 minutes off on. This is like an 8-minute workout that will do it just as much and hit more muscles this is kind of like that uh it's practicing with a purpose so that when you actually do get to play uh you've used your time wisely and you've gotten better um and it's golfblueprint.com what are they 15 percent off promotion the six month package during the masters yeah uh what else you got you have anything else you want to add i was just gonna say i might go to the range this week i know will knights is going to the range i'm sure he's got one of these cards pulled out there there are sessions that all have uh you know as if you're a fan of this podcast and nicknames, they're yeah. they're they're uh, they're little like practice cards have really unique uh, names too. They got like yeah. Little John, the Paven, hitting bombs, yeah. cold brew, you know, just just fun little you know names. So they make they make practicing fun and structured, like so you actually get stuff out of it. Right, right. I, I just think it's the most efficient way if you do want to try to get better or. or- practice with a purpose, understand where you're deficient. This is the way to do it. It's golfblueprint.com. There's 15% master's week discount on six month packages. Uh, friends of the program, diehard golfers, golf tragics, uh, support them. Uh, now's the time, April. You want to start getting better, be ready to rock and roll, get better as summer months hit. Uh, this is the time to jump in. All right, let's All right. move on. We've, we've covered Hideki pretty well. Uh, who do you want to go do next? You- X-Man? 
Zalatoris. Why don't you talk about Zalatoris? You wrote an article. You're all worked up about it. Uh, he is. Was he solo second, or did they finish? Solo second. Seven? Two okay. shots clear. He's not play. He, he finished sixth at the U.S. Open, second at the uh, Masters. He would. He's now accrued enough points to be in the top fifteen of the FedEx Cup since he and fifteen starts or sixteen starts. I thought he now. was ninth. I thought he'd be ninth. I, like I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know exactly the number. I haven't done the calculation yet, but I know. know. That's why I said the top 15. Um, this is a budding young superstar who... This tournament is the grandest stage. I have, I have a bunch of yo-yo buddies that don't play a lot of golf, that don't watch any golf, really, who are texting on the, my, my college text thread about golf, and they're texting about Zalatoris. What you know are they these guys. About his well, or something? Yeah, they just they're texting the Happy Gilmore stuff, the sure, with the caddy. Sure. They're they're talking about how good he is, and like the guy's not a PGA Tour member. It's insane. This is utterly ridiculous. The premise of my article started with in 2012, Mike Trout got called up from the minor leagues mid-season. He then went on to be the best player on the Anaheim Angels. He won the. He was the unanimous rookie of the year. The Angels missed the playoffs. They were. They they had. They won eighty nine games. They almost made the playoffs, but they missed. Had they made, like think about if they made the playoffs and they said, you know what, you're not allowed to play in the playoffs because you didn't start the 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 season on the active roster. Like it's just right. nuts. He has to win to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, if if. This might be the biggest evidence that the FedEx Cup playoffs is the biggest farce in all of sports. Right, but I mean, it's ridiculous. Nobody cares about the he FedEx has to Cup. get like, a sp- what the hell? he has to get a sponsor's exemption to play in any event. Well, does he get the top ten exemption in the Harbor Town? Because he, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I mean, or did he already have one? He, he can get unlimited it. sponsors exemptions, but one event could be like, no, we don't want to invite him, so he can't right. get in. Like he's right. he he's legitimately. I haven't seen any Ryder Cup project, projections, but he's he in great. the Ryder Cup race. He'd be perfect. He'd be somebody new blood. You'd want to get in there, provided any something anything approximating this form. It's hard to keep it up, but yeah, he would be. <laughs> Someone you'd want on the team. The, the other thing that I was really impressed with was how well-spoken he was. Like, the interviews, he was outstanding. He spoke like a vet, like a veteran. Like, it, it was, he was candid. He was, he was extremely well-spoken. He speaks better than I speak, and I speak all the time. And um, he just, I mean, he's got, like, he's got a magnetism about him. Like, you, you know, he, I think that's, like, the thing. He's extremely likable. He did have some some absolute like kind of howitzers of a quote as the writer yes. here. It's like stuff you want to hear is like, you know, I was stupid enough to think like I could play here. Like I'm not like, of course, I like I'm fine. I'm not going to be scared to to think I can't like contend or can't play well just because I'm near the top of the leaderboard. Now he had some I, I did like his perspective and attitude for sure. Um, I mean, in the game, the game was awesome. I mean, he was that. He, he was sensational and there was no. He's in these moments where you expect people to regress. Like you, you know, you're always sitting on Friday. We do it every major Friday, Saturday, contender, pretender. Like and and usually people in the, that situation that he's in 
it's like an auto pretender and you see them yeah. do do the burn Vitsurger slide. Yeah. You know, Polly yeah. called it. <laughs> Finished T fortieth. Like un unbelievable, you know, and, and and I think like Zalatoris, like you never felt like he was a fluke because of the quality of golf shots. Like the shot he hit on on ten yesterday, that off that downhill hanger lie, like a downhill hook lie that you're going to hit a low hook off of. He hits a towering high fade. Like it just like the quality of yeah. golf shots were just out of this world the putter let him down a little or else i mean if the putter doesn't let him down on the back nine we might be talking about will zalatoris winning this tournament should we talk about the arm lock on that putter though we don't need to down them i guess for that but that's an aggressive arm lock up i mean arms, i don't think that's that rules like i don't think the usga is changing that rule like i think no. they're going after the ball and the driver head you know, maybe in the, in this thing, but I don't think they're going to be going after putters. And if they don't go after putter, like that's the thing, he wouldn't be until he found that R block. He was not going to be a tour player because he. I mean, he's the thing about Will Zaltoris. He's really struggled with his putting late in college. You know, all the way through mini tour ranks. That's why you haven't seen him till he's twenty four. The other thing I saw people comparing like Zaltoris rookie as to Spieth in his first start at, at Augusta. And that's not fair to Jordan Spieth because Jordan Spieth was 19 and Zalatoris is 24. Right. And yeah, it, right. right. <laughs> yeah. And right. Just because of the runner up. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Because yeah. Was in the final. Okay. All right. No. Um, I, so you call them a buddied superstar. That's like a, label that's fraught with sort of peril and minefields we it's easy to say like why do you think this different why do you why do you say that why, why do you think that I, why does he differentiate himself from i mean is he is he a, he's in that Colin Moore, Colin Cow Cow class of ball striker like they're the same he, age then probably huh about, mm -hmm, about yeah. i think yeah they played on the same walker cup team um yeah yep. he uh he hits it so good that I, he could be a guy that doesn't maybe win that much. He could be, you know, I think when you look at him, you look at his floor is Tommy Fleetwood. Yep. Um, right. You look at his ceiling, what he could become. You know, he, he if he putts well, if he can figure out how to be a, a somewhat plus putter, the yep. sky's the limit. Right. Okay. Uh, it seems like he should should be on the Ryder Cup team. You're right. I, it just or, or at least a candidate for it. I, I don't want to reduce his story to the whole non-member thing, but it's like a major part. It's certainly in this podcast. We've been shouting about it for like a year now, a long time. Um, but this is, the other thing to learn from this is that there's like five, probably maybe not exactly Will Salatoris, but there's kids like Davis Riley who are, you know, have been down there for two years. They're ready to come up. It, it's not like a, this yeah, I mean, isn't what, a one. What do you, do you like say the, they do? They, there just he's, needs he's as enough. soon as soon as you earn temporary status, which is what he has now. He has temporary special status right. on tour. As soon as you earn that, you should be earning FedEx Cup points. We went through this with Hovland and Morikawa and Wolf. Like Morikawa and Wolf won, but Hovland didn't, and Hovland did get the points. You know, he gets he becomes a special temporary member, but he doesn't get the points from when he played as an amateur in the same year. It's just like what what's going on, guys? Like you know, like the the system needs to update. Like we live in twenty twenty one. You can have a system that like okay, once you're like a top 
80 player in the world, you're playing on the PGA Tour. Like we know that like once you've performed a certain level on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, like you've guaranteed your card. Like we need to be getting JJ Henry out of tournaments and Carlos Franco. I love Car. I love when Carlos Franco plays. Like it's great content. Right. But but like sure. he, this guy, he's we need more of Davis Riley. We need more of Will Zalatoris. These guys that have clearly earned and are 24 years old and you know the game's getting younger the tour needs to embrace the game getting younger by creating a system that gets the younger players up there faster because this is what they're 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 possible of and you've got a you've got a household superstar that's unless he wins isn't playing in your playoffs like there's you just had the ultimate commercial for uh will zalatoris and like say some casual fan tunes back into the playoffs like hey i wonder what's going on like that's the stuff that happens with these casual golf fans. i wonder what's happening with that kid uh what was his name zalatoris you know oh he's not in the playoffs he must oh he's a fluke once one you know i I just it's right, so right. frustrating. It's just really exposing the rigid orthodoxy of this system. And he is like making a mockery of it himself because he talks about how like I could finish T2 or se- I could finish second in every single event from now until I guess the the Greensboro and I can't and I don't get my car and I can't play in the playoffs. I, like he is just at some I, I don't know. Sometimes you just kind of have to have a common sense application to certain things. And I think well, this would be one of them. There's just a too rigidity with the, the system is created by the members. This is where, yeah. what we talk about all the time. There's no pa- counterbalance. Like as much as people hate the NFL owners, like the NFL owners for the most part have the fans in there for their, that's who they care about. Like, because right. if the fans are happy, they're going to make more money. So, like they they keep the players, you know. There's a balance there. With this, is it's a system set up to reward your pals. Like, hey, you know, ZJ, I know you've been on tour for 20 years. I I don't want you to have to go bounce around the Corn Ferry tour. You're, you know, so we're gonna create this system that makes it almost impossible for you to lose your card once you've been there. You know, um, yeah. I I mean that's what it is. It, it is it's bullshit. It's you know. I use this analogy in the article as well. It's like, imagine tennis if the 50th ranked player in the world wasn't in Wimbledon. Like, that it yep. would, they'd be like, what, what's going on? Like, in those 50th ranked players, like, sometimes upset uh, the fifth ranked player in, in, a, in a second round match, you know? Like, that's the stuff that happens. And, and in the playoffs, like, you don't have who a guy that's now in the top fifteen of, of your FedEx Cup standings in terms of the events he played. You're not going to have him in your playoffs. That'd be like saying, "Hey, you know what, Denver? We know you're. I don't know the exact standings. Denver, we know you're the fourth seed in the Western Conference, but this year, you're not in. You're not in the playoffs. You know, like there, there should be an asterisk. Yeah. Uh, doubling back to Hideki real quick. I will say, hey, did you like when they, they were kind of looping in the Japanese calls or broadcasts? <laughs> this is I great. It added a little bit to it. Um, yeah. I heard I heard kind of mixed reviews of that, but I thought that was super... Oh, one uh, thing I wanted to talk about, I saw a lot value. of people talk mad that Hideki wasn't speaking English in the in the interviews because he's lived here for Who 10 years. I just Who saw this that? on yeah. the internet a little bit. And oh, I was the internet's like, a terrible place. But, and I yeah, thought to okay. myself, like, okay, like I'll put you in Japan and you've got 10 years and then you're going to be on national TV and you have to answer like, 
Get the fuck out of here. While we're on that, while we're on that, uh, I guess someone asked Hideki about Bob Turner. And it's kind of like awkward, like, right? You got to ask him about himself and then translate it back. And like Bob's (laughs) quoted, he goes, Bob is a trustworthy friend, which has to be kind of weird when you're saying that about yourself, but it's not technically your quote. (laughs) Um, But uh, last thing on Zalatoris. This is what, I, I, to get back at like, oh, this is slow day, boring Masters. Isn't this what we want? Like, is it, Zalatoris' game seems set up to be, do well there for a long time. Like, we had two of the premier elite ball strikers in the world at this moment. And maybe. Well, in, and in Xander. An and Xander. And Xander. Like, trading, not trading punches, but going, make, going for a green jacket. I, I like it wasn't these some some no name outside of the top fifty in the world or anything like that. I I I, I didn't think it was. I think this is exactly what you want from a Masters: T- two players, three players with those kind of skills and, and going for a green jacket. I I don't know. Like you just you don't need you don't need Tiger or Spieth like winning every time or 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 uh, you know making shooting thirty to get in contention for it to be a good Masters. I I just I thought that's kind of what you want. From from Augusta an Augusta National setup or, or tournament, and I think like the other thing about it is the tournament was you know just from for a purist standpoint, it was so evidently clear if you had holes in your game, you would be exposed by the golf course. Sure, yep, yep. Um, all right, let's we referenced him Xander X Man. Uh, where do you come down? on x-man with that i i i what's his eighth like, is the eighth top 10 and 15 tries you like to put words in my mouth and say like i once called him overrated i just said like the sort of hipsterdom around him like made him a little <laughs> not nothing to do I, with xander i'm talking about i walked i walked i walked you and smarten down an alley a few oh, years okay, ago no. yeah that's right it was <laughs> this kind of black and white world i had to say he was overrated or underrated i just said like we all know he's good that's that, shinnecock <laughs> is that what it was? I think I think it was uh, Shinnecock. Oh gosh, brutal. Um, but he's kind of a bridesmaid deal going on right now. Never the bride. Um, that, that, that shot that, on on sixteen was 16's bad. Sixteen's inexcusable. I mean, he it's says hard. he flushed it. it. It's hard he because says he, he flushed it. He was ten yards short. I mean, I. I I don't know. Uh, Dottie tried to say there was wind that came up. I, I just, I, and then he didn't exactly do well after that either. I can't recall 16. I can't recall seeing that on 16 sort of on a Sunday. Do you? I just because of the, where that pin is. I just, I don't remember, you know, we see the famous Corey Pavin, you know, duck into the, the wounded duck into the water there uh, in 86, I think it was. But I, I just don't remember seeing too many water balls there on a Sunday, uh, and this was after it got to two. He may, he should he damn near chipped in for eagle on fifteen. But uh, are we going to do like the psychoanalysis of like he can't get it done, hot take thing, or where I are mean, we, Xander? He's he racks up a lot of close calls without winning. It's not just a majors wire. thing. Yeah, um, he likes those thirty man fields at East Lake. Likes the WGC fields. I don't know. I, I, I he's he's an incredible I th- player. The I thing I also think about Xander all the time was uh, about him is he wasn't your JTs or your Spees. He's the guy that kind of developed a little bit later. 
he wasn't supposed to be the the great player like he was a great player in college like he he wasn't i'm not saying he wasn't a great player but he was not the sure bet superstar i mean he barely got his card he was one of the last guys to get his card uh, via the web.com tour um playoffs i think yeah too. i think he got it in the playoffs i think he not finished 26 in the regular season okay. and then he got in okay. on the playoffs um you know, he got into the, his his first major moment as a pr- professional golfer was he local qualified into the U.S. Open at uh, at Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills. I remember I was out there. I watched. I followed him. He played with uh, Cameron Champ and Trey Mullinax in the uh, first two rounds. I followed that group, and you know, it, he is a guy that's earned everything. So I just have a hard time condemning the guy because he's just been a factor in so many major championships and that the shot on 16 he, he got a bad number how many times have we seen guys hit it 10 yards over there too i guess i don't recall seeing i guess i, I remember I listening to bones on no laying up talk about how they how phil hit it over one year they they learned to throttle yeah. down because of adrenaline. adrenaline and i and i think like you make four birdies, all of a sudden you're completely out of it to in it, and you gotta be, you gotta feel in that moment like so. I, it, I couldn't even imagine what what the feel was there, and I wonder if he throttled down one club, thinking that that adrenaline was going to carry the ball ten yards. Admirable fight back too, because a lot of people threw him off the threw him out of the tournament at five. I don't, I almost gave there. I almost gave him the the ump. The um, projection <laughs> on, uh, on on five. It's like I mean, my that... favorite gift in the world is the um, throwing the guy out. Um, because I mean, he went. I mean, two down with three to play is not out of it. He got to that point. Well, so, uh, I mean, look where Hideki hit the ball. I granted, like it's situational golf, and in Hideki probably is a little bit more aggressive if Xander puts it in there. But like Xander makes par, it's a one shot lead. You know, it's like. It's just a, it's a, it's a crazy, you, you can't play the golf this way. Like it doesn't work this way. Cause like Hideki was there and watched to go in the water, but he puts one in there at a 10 feet and who knows what happens. You know what though? I, I think, I think I love, I, I, I am dubious about Xander's closing ability and, and who he is when it, in the heat of the moment. I, I think I love him though as a person. He seems mm-hmm. to have a little spice to him now. Like he's established himself as one of the premier players and certainly premier American players. Like, what, didn't he go at Reed in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the media center this week, he was talking about guys who like piss their shots away. He, he's like, it just kind of, he has a little edge to him once he gets going. It, he he kind of speaks out. And he, he, of course, made the whole CT testing thing a story by, by getting riled up. He went public with it. Um, and he talked about how Bryson played USGA played into Bryson's hands and made Wingfoot a pitching putt. Like he's got some takes in there that I think he might, if you actually pay attention, he might be like a really fun sort of personality to follow and have some real interesting opinions on the game. He's not a dial tone if you're actually paying attention. Well, I think it it goes back to like his upbringing. Like he wasn't guaranteed millions. He didn't have right. the qu- big equipment deal, the big sponsorship deal right off the bat. Like he, he earned it. And I think that's the thing when you have to go get it 
it gives you layers. And I think that's one of the things that we'll look back on Will Zalatoris and this whole thing is that he's he's had some injustice, maybe. You know, you could say, well, the rules are the rules, but like this is stupid. But like, you know, he's gone through stuff because of the system. And I think Xander was one that like listen, like that if he doesn't Monday qualify into that master or, or not Monday, uh, local qualify into that U S open, who knows if he makes it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else on Xander? We good there. We've covered him pretty well. Should we go? Uh, you talked about throwing away shots, p- people pissing away shots with Xander. And I thought the natural segue would have been if I had just kicked it to Spieth there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> seemed like everybody was not everybody. I should say like, there was a prevailing notion out there that Spieth needed to make a charge for this to be an interesting Sunday, which isn't really fair to Hideki um, or Xander or or or, or aware or aware of what's going on globally. He never. I would say he. You know, he started with the bogey. He bogeyed five and six, um, and I think that was about it. Like someone was Faldo said, like he. Oh, he shoots thirty. That's ten under. I think he said that on on 10. He's like, he shoots 30, that's 10 under. He's right there. Of course, I guess 10 would have been enough for a playoff. But um, I loved watching him. And nine is a shot that, nine is a birdie that I won't forget. I mean, that was pure speed. He drives <laughs> it through the fairway to the pine straw. Somehow, like just just controls it to the right shelf and then makes makes the putt. And of course, 10 was more of the actual approach, Was was... Fabulous. That was more of a plain old birdie, tee to green. Uh, but nine and ten, that was fabulous golf. But of course, and that was kind of indicative of of sort of the tee to green game he had all 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 week, right? He misses a fairway, gets back in play. He just couldn't putt for shit. I mean, he he did like stuff that you have to do uh, at Augusta. You know, the first round he played the par fives four under. The second round he played them three under. The third round he played them. Uh, three under today he played them three under like he devoured the par fives now what he did what you can't do and win a green jacket as we've seen time after time after time is make triples and doubles and he made one of each and uh you take those triples and doubles and you turn them into bogeys and he's uh he's in a playoff the double on seven right the triple uh, on saturday and then the triple obviously on nine uh, on nine, uh, first round. What was that, Thursday? Yeah. yeah. So bogey, uh, if you if those are each bogeys, which, you know, nine, he just chips out. And he's got a really good chance at making par. And uh, seven, if he, you know, that, that was just, a, he caught a flyer. Like, you know, we saw Xander caught a really bad flyer today, too. Short rough for the win. None of this long stuff. Short stuff's what gets these guys missing into bad you think spots. Do do that at Torrey no. Pines? No, I don't. I, think, I don't. I, uh, I happen to kind of uh know that the the usga deeply believes in their thick rough narrow fairway setup and we'll probably see uh thick boy play well you want i don't have any speed to take i want to talk about thick boy like i mean what again this is similar to the zalatoris thing like i think it says a lot more about the pga tour and maybe the other championships I was listening to Colt Nose talk about the greens reading books today. Uh, I think he was on five, DeChambeau. Like, maybe this is how it should be, right? I mean, this is how golf should be. Like, I think it says yeah. a lot about how golf is everywhere else when he comes here and it's like, 
you know, trying to read a, a hieroglyphics or a new language. I, I, I think that kind of more of an indictment on, on the other stuff. Going, and this is not to say, like, Bryson, he had to have read greens with his eyes at some point. He had, like, Junior he, golf. H-H, yeah. Like, you don't have greens books, I would imagine. Like, what, what point he talked he about it in the run-up. Junior golf okay. was the last time. He said, he talked about, he's like, oh, it's a challenge this week. I got to. I got to read putts with my eyes. I'm up for the challenge and uh, haven't done it since junior golf. I only do it here and, you know, junior golf. It, it, it's just like, that's just so messed up. So when does that creep into being like literally like a, like a dependence? That's like, it's a critical part of your game at some point in college. Or Col- like when, it, it, when do you get it every week? Yeah. That he yeah. can't walk without. Uh, so I don't know. I think that just says more about the way it's done everywhere else. Than it does, you know, necessarily even Bryson or Augusta National. It just, I think maybe we need to rethink that across the board. Well, and I don't uh, think it was necessarily the green reading book this week because he putted sure. really well, uh, a right. couple rounds at least. I haven't checked with right. Justin Ray about the the how he did the last two, but um, I think it it more goes to the what the test here is about. You know, it's about uneven lies it's about hitting shots hitting golf shots this is a golf test it's not a a simulation the fairways have a lot of movement in them so you rarely have a flat lie like you would have on a driving range um the greens have a lot of slope in them so much slope that anywhere but augusta national i think the tour players would say if you put these greens on tpc louisiana they'd throw fits and and wouldn't show up um you know, they the pins are in places where there's slow, enough slope that the ball will break across the hole. That's something that we don't get on the PGA Tour, which we should get. You know, they should use, like, you should want to reward somebody that hits the ball in the right spot. Like, you hit it within 10 feet anywhere on tour, you're generally got a really easy putt. You hit it 10 feet anywhere around Augusta, if you're not in the right spot, you got a really, really tough putt. And we see, like... Saw people on Saturday, like you're 10 feet above the hole on 10 and they leave it short. Like that never happens at, at, on tour because they aren't scared of, of what could happen if the, if they hit a little hard. So I think that is more about, you know, Augusta's not afraid to test these players and throw things at them that are challenging. And I think that's the difference is that when it's, when golf is flat and the more, that golf is like the driving range, the better that Bryson DeChambeau is. And getting to the opposite end of the spectrum of that, just Justin Ray, I wanted to put a bow on the speed chatter. Two players in the Masters have finished third or better five times in their first eight career starts, uh, Spieth and Arnold Palmer. So again, that's the whole, like the, the cliche that it's, does Spieth really only have one green jacket? Like it's sort of hard to believe that it's only been one when it feels like it's been two or three. Um, I don't know. It, it, well, I mean, the kind of player when he puts like that, he could still finish T three. It's kind of like um, boxing in a way. Like you know, the guy that looks better outside the ring, like who's who's bigger and, and more muscular, doesn't always win the fight. If you watch yeah. Jordan Spieth and and Bryson DeChambeau next to each other on their driving range, you're gonna well, say yeah. that Bryson's gonna win every single time. But what about Zalatoris. Yeah, yeah, same th- like but then you go it, it's the same thing with boxing like the measurables you're going to pick so and so every time but like you know 
Floyd Mayweather knocks him out in in the second round. You know, it's like it, you know there there's more to golf, just like boxing. There's more to to golf than just the measurables. And unfortunately, the PGA Tour skews towards the measurables more than it skews towards Augusta National or what we see at the Open Championship, where like a lot of people have a shot because it there's so many variables that go into the game at the at the at the golf at this type of level. Okay. Uh, do you have any odds and ends you want to get to? I have a few. Um, you know, just for the record, like our Sunday night show is probably more of like the hardcore golf analysis, right? Whereas Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I mean, we did like 15 minutes on Billy Ho, and we'll probably we need back to do to more. I, we will. We will. One thing <laughs> I just want to talk about odds and ends. Uh, Fino, incredible shots, seven and fourteen. Seven was kind of a lucky break. <laughs> yeah, sh- it skips through the bunker up and down, and it goes. And then 14, he goes in, right? He's short of the green and uses that incredible slope and that incredible green at 14 to uh, hold it out. I, I just thought it was really indicative of your quote that golf is more interesting on the ground. The one at seven, yeah. I mean, do you like those bunkers in front? Should you be able to run it on there? I mean, there's just a lot of well, people have I mean, seven. Seven uh, seven like, is the worst hole of the golf course in terms of right. what it was to what it, what it is now. Um, it used to be a short par four. So like on a short, a drive and pitch short par four, having bunkers all in front, like when everybody's got a wedge in is fine, but now it's yeah. like a driver long iron. And Perfect. if you hit it, it, it is super narrow. And if you don't hit it down the middle, you're in the trees and it, it, for, it, it takes away a lot of recovery. That being said, I saw Justin Thomas hit an incredible shot on Saturday from the trees. Like he hit like a, a high hook wedge onto the green. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, at that yep. point I, I was really fearful that he was going to steal the green jacket. <laughs> JT faded pretty, pretty quickly. Um, you, you were good on your, so anyway, seek that, seek that shout out on seven of Fina. If you haven't seen it yet, you were good on your pretender contender calls of it with Rosie. I mean, I, for a while there, I didn't even know he was on the course. I wasn't sure if he made it down Magnolia lane on Sunday, barely showed him. Uh, and then he kind of got mixed in every now and then every like 15 minutes on the, he, he just didn't have it. He had a 11 hole run, 11 hole run on, on Thursday. And he just became Justin Hoffman after that, you know, the Charlie Hoffman sort of played it out over the last 54 holes, which maybe Hideki, maybe that's what Hideki had. He just had the hot, the hot holes at the right time. It's probably more consistent over the four days, of course, but, uh, (laughs) Who else did you have as a uh, a pretender? Leishman. You were not enthusiastic about. Not enough horsepower. Yeah. With 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 Hideki and and Zal Torres and and the golf course the way it was this week, you you needed. I think it it separated where really like the four guys that legitimately had a shot were Spieth, Xander, Zal Torres, and. Hideki and all of those guys premier T to green this week. And that was about the subset of contenders. I think we've hit them all. Uh, you know, Connors who are you most disappointed hard. in? I was disappointed in Connors. I thought he was going to be a factor and he got off to a good start. I thought he was going to be lingering around. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say most disappointed. I guess I'm most disappointed in Xander sort of, getting close and then just kind of really gagging it at 16. Are you missed? Is there somebody you're most disappointed in? I, 
Uh, the speed thing was frustrating just because it was the putting, you know, but that, no one jumps off the page to me as most disappointing or, or like uh, let me down or I felt let down by. I think I, I was let down by Victor Hovland's attire this week, but of course those are, those are Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows. We hit the fashion, <laughs> we hit the antics, we hit the woozy, we hit the streb shank, all that stuff. Then we get into the Sunday. It's like the hardcore. What, what happened here? Um, can we talk about, I, what I consider to be the two guys at T50 who finished T50. Most Both endearing and most, <laughs> most endearing and most disgusting players in the field this week. Most endearing goes to Jose Maria, Kema, Jose Maria Olafable. And most just offensive, get this guy off the course, Billy Ho, the town crier, motormouth Billy. Uh, the baton boy, he was that and all of those things. He might be, you know, just anger management, Billy. I don't know what was going on Sunday, especially after, you know, the microscope of Saturday. Sunday, we get more of it. He's somebody. Sa- Saturday, for anybody that did listen to our show on Saturday, we, we, went, we went 15 minutes on the ridiculousness of his antics on course. And of, uh, he's then again in feature groups early morning with hole. Paul Casey. And we did the whole uh, by hold deal, like the notepad they give you to write down the shots and what happened. We did what Billy, the way he threw his club or what he was shouting in the microphone. What happened today? Sunday? Today I, was a, an encore, a second act, a sequel that was maybe better than the the prequel, the, the rare sequel that outdid the first edition. Why would you say that? What are you arguing that for? The 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 just going nuts on his bag, slamming it over and over again, trying to stab it like it's. Like I got tipped off. I got tipped off to a conversation. Also, he had a, a great motor mouth moment on the 60. If you, if I don't know if the feature groups coverage will still be up, but yeah. if you go back, he he hits his shot on the on the six, and there's a fan that's like, "Be right," and he goes, "Oh, that's not right," <laughs> and he turns around. And it like lands short and rolls like down to the front of the green. And he, and like the fan, you could tell like is somewhat, and he goes, you know, if it was right at all, like if you're going to say that, at least have it be online. You know, it wasn't even online. <laughs> and then, you know, he's doing his whole thing. And he goes absolutely apeshit on his bag of clubs. Then he goes down into the pond or the creek on, on 13 goes shoeless again and gives us another like whack-a-mole out of there temper tantrum like don't know if he's putting his shoes back on ever um we had somebody we had a couple nicknames come in horschelberry finn because he had the knee high sort of (laughs) jumping around in the pond deal and aquaman so he's got like a he's got more nicknames than he does like wins on the pga tour at this point at least in these quarters um is that just sort of for show that he's doing this, going back down again? He, he was like, you know, chasing, you know, by the slip, the fall in his pants. He's sliding down the hill like a little boy on Saturday. He wants to prove his mettle again. It just seemed, it, Here, it failed spectacularly. Here's my biggest issue that I was made aware of today. Oh, okay. Billy Horschel is a oh, board member uh, and a like a leader in a leadership role of the AJGA, the American Junior Golf Association. He is, he has you know, 
willingly probably take it on a volunteer position in this organization. But in this role, you are an example setter for the youth of, of golf in America. And um, he acts like a perpetual child on the golf course. He chucks clubs. He, he swears. He throws clubs. He, he hits cl- slams clubs into the ground. He slams his the bag into the, the bag ground. The today was just not... And, was alarming he, he shouts fuck you when he makes a putt and you know and, and it's just like this is a guy that's supposed to be like a representative of what what our young youth in america should aspire to be like uh-huh. that is what actually frustrated me the most today and he's just not he's not a good he's not a good guy right 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 i i, I He's not a good guy on the golf course. I, he may be a fantastic human being elsewhere. I, I don't want to make like full-blown judgments about who he might be as... But like human. you're a professional golfer. A you're, on golf you're one of the twenty top 20 players in the world. Act like one. Don't act like a, a child. Like That's how, like, if you go watch a high school match, that's how high school kids act. I mean... You're, and, and, he's and 37 the, years old. The problem is he's now the boy who cried, oh, Billy, right? Like, we don't even know. Like, everybody has outbursts on the golf course. That's perfectly acceptable, right? I mean, yes. it's a frustrating game. There's tempers, flair. You can throw your club. You can curse. You can become exasperated with a putt that doesn't drop. But he's, he's he does it. And this being in feature groups at such a high-profile event, sort of, like, you can't do it every hole, man. You can't do it. That can't be your sort of constant, you know, Drumby, that cannot be all right and that's a bad example and we're not trying to be pearl clutchers here he's just obnoxious with it listen it's okay i've had outbursts okay on the golf cl- course right i've had outbursts on the golf course but like you know what happened to my outbursts as i got older they became less and less now right. i don't get mad at all on the golf course you know why because right. i'm a 35 year old man you know like <laughs> this guy you're 37 you're a dad like Stop acting like this. You're a millionaire also. Like, this is the other thing. It's like, and what were you expecting? You're going out early Sunday morning. Like, what What did you think you were going to shoot 66 and, and win the tournament? Like, you've right. been playing, like, at mediocre golf all week. Want? Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, this is just. Want? Why are you slamming your bag? Why are you doing the, you know, why are you doing that? How about the caddy? Bo Hostler pointed it out on the video. But how about the caddy? How he just, like, stood to the side. Close enough to catch the bag if it falls, but far enough to not get you know caught collateral damage it was that was a good insight by bo hostler uh anyways that's enough about billy ho we've tried to keep he had another big breakout week we've tried to keep it talking about him to a minimum uh i don't have much else do you i, I think it was a fantastic week you got any odds and ends some notes things that delighted or frustrated you from sunday i just you know it sucks that we gotta wait a year for another one of these now you feel spoiled because we had two in five months or six months. Yeah, I mean the, the spring one's so much better than the fall one. Oh, of course. The golf course played fantastic this week. It was God. That's let the, me ask what, you a I, hypothetical. When we come to the next, when we are playing the next Masters, will the driver heads and balls be uh, exact analogs or exactly the same as they were today? Uh, yeah, they'll, I mean, there'll be new models, but 
Yeah, there won't be any, nothing will be done. Do you see Luke Donald kind of teased out that there might be a new T on thirteen next year? Why? How did he tease out? What is that? He mean? tweeted rumor he heard or something like that. Yeah, he I mean, was out there a few weeks forever, but he sees I, concrete sort of. He, I mean, he just. It, it's just. I mean, it's just an irrelevant thing when the number one, a former number one player in the world, tweets about it. Sure, um, sure, absolutely. As opposed to some yo-yo, so they bought land, so it must be a T. He said. Also, they have squeezed uh, the T blocks on thirteen way more to the left. They've also pulled the tree down to stop anyone trying to go straight over the trees on on the corner. You have to hit a big draw around the corner. Next year, I believe there will be a new T, though. How about? Sp- do they need that? Is it fine just make being the easiest course, easiest hole in the course, or it's just it can be the easiest, but you got to give somebody something to think about, and they don't have anything to think about right now. I think Garrett Morrison's writing an article about this hole and okay. the uh, evolution of it, so I'm not going to step on it. I, I'm not okay. going to. I'm not going to shit all over Garrett's article. <laughs> um, What's amazing to me about that hole, and we talked about Spieth having five top three finishes in his first eight starts. He cannot seem to hit it anywhere but way up right in the pine straw, in the trees, in the grass. You know, the, Every time I feel like he's somewhere well, these, through the fairway there. That's the thing with these driver heads. Um, Brian Harmon, you know, grew up hitting a draw, right? He's a lefty, but lefty. like he grew up hitting yeah. a draw. Like He's the same age as I am. Like I grew up hitting a draw. The equipment was really the smaller heads easier to turn over. That's why you saw so many guys hitting three wood because they can turn it over much easier than a driver. Like that 460cc head is really hard to turn over because you got to release it. And, you know, you need that that toe to to get out in front of the heel. And it's really hard to do that with a 460cc head. But when, when I was a kid, all the good players hit draws because like with the smaller, smaller heads, and the technology, like you hit that draw, you picked up like 40 yards with that draw, like over a fade. And, you know, that changed with everything. But that tee shot with drivers so hard to draw, that's what makes and It's just it's not a, everybody's turned into a fader because you don't lose the yardage that you used to lose with the fade. Right. 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 So like. Now everybody fades the ball because it lands soft and it goes just as far. Yep. Garrett, who I've not, I think that Garrett Morrison, I've not been checking the chat at all. Sorry. We're actually recording this live as well. If you're listening on podcast the next uh, day. Have... Is, in the comments says, Spieth has been hitting that little squeeze cut, but I think hitting a hook as sharp as that hole truly requires is probably terrifying to him. Again, I just, it just feels like every year we see him sort of putzing around up there and not that, He's not still making birdies, but just uh, putzing around up in the pine straw or in the trees. Uh, I just, I guess where I'm at right now is like, I feel like it's, we know it's it's not like really what it was intended to be originally, but I think I'm still fine with the tee box where it is. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, I'm just an idiot. You know, I, I'm of no consequence, obviously. I'm not, you know, Fred Ridley or anybody that matters, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm okay with it being what it is now it's not ideal but i i don't know that i want it changed um yeah. i'll i'll follow garrett's lead on that i'm interested to read his article All right. i mean if only if only everybody had the monumental decision that woozy had sure 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 
Or maybe you do the Sandy Lyle way. Just hit a low runner up the fairway. Then find a nice little spot out there, a little, little hybrid up to the right there, and then a, a wedge and a what, putt. All right, or, uh, all right, real quick, because we got on Woozy. Yeah. What are your what are the three things that you'll remember from this Masters? I know what yours is. Woozy sitting on the bench, right? Woozy sitting on the bench. Talked about couldn't go to bed Friday night because you were laughing so hard about the Woozy just taking a load off in every screen cap every time they came through there. He's just and the guy would tee it up even if he teed it up on the right side of the tee box. There's Woozy. I mean, his foot is well, barely on top of the see, ball. Did you see in, in '91 he was sitting on the bench with Olafovl teeing off? No, I didn't see when that. He won, awesome. When he won in 91, he was sitting on the bench. I think he deserves the bench to be named after him. That should be, you know, you got Hogan's yep. Bridge. You got, you, yeah. you, that should be Woozy's bench. Yep, yep. I think that's right. I think it's so, so it is. So it is written. Yeah, we are, we are christening that. Woozy's bench. What are, what are, what are you taking away? I, I think Did you see me, Hermie? Hermie sat in it today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Streb Shank will kind of stay with me for sure. Um, I mean, the Horschel—I mean, the, Horsch- three the whole Horschel act is going to live on forever in infamy. Uh, and, I mean, Hideki, and Hideki's H- back, back nine Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah, that—that's not like a micro moment, but I—I I, I will take that with me forever. The way, the sort of excitement that I felt in that hour to hour and a half, I will always remember. And, and probably Horschel's act, and I guess the woozy bench. What are your three? I think I go with Woozy Bench. I mean, yeah, it's hard to hard to argue with those three. Like a couple other like smaller things, I would say like you know you hit out the strap, the rose putt that he didn't get through the fringe that he lost a putt from the fringe on the fringe, and the pin was a good twenty five feet on the green. I'll never forget that. Um, I think. Zell Torres. I mean, how could he not be in there? That God, he hits it so good. There's just shots that he hits that you're just like, God, there's three people in the world that can hit that shot. Yep. Yep. So uh it was a great masters. Anything else? Any other notes in the notebook you want to clear out? I'm sure we'll have more kind of follow up on their Wednesday episode at Harbor Town. Where are they adding We've got in multiple submissions photos. They're added in net extension on top of it. They got these big cranes out there. Is Br- we'll Bryson's in the field, there. right? I think so. I need to double check that. I, I would imagine. Uh, anything else from the Masters? Great, fantastic week. No, no. Thanks, thanks to all the listeners. Uh, thanks to everybody that came to the the live shows, the rain delay show. Uh, thanks to everybody that has uh, supported us with buying the coffee or merchandise, whether whatever it be. Uh, you guys make the show, and uh, I can't I can't wait for the next major. Hopefully, we're doing it in person. Yeah, I think maybe we will. I mean, some of these virtual Bixby houses will start start to become hopefully in person get-togethers, whether it be majors or not, down the line. Uh, but again, just to echo Andy, we really appreciate. Just the feedback. These major weeks can get long and, and onerous. Not, you know, not Crimea River. We're watching golf, talking about golf. It's fantastic to do, but they can get long. And sort of the feedback and interaction with the community really, you know, energizes us. So thank you all so much for supporting the feedback, the emails, the jokes. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right. That's it. We'll be back Wednesday. 
to talk Harbor Town. We got less than 40 days, I think, to the PGA, too. So we're uh, turning around. Remember, this used to be just really the wasteland, really yeah. the wasteland. But uh, we got the PGA in less than 40 days. So it'll be great. All right, everyone, enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.